Mary had a little We believe that all men are created equal. To the magnificent mosaic that is America. From radio beacon to radio beacon. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hey! It's a figment of your imagination. Randy Roadshow. Turn up your mind. Moments ago, Frank Robert James was stopped on the street and arrested by members of the New York City Police Department. Officers, in response to a Crime Stoppers tip, stopped Mr. James at 1.42 p.m. at the corner of St. Mark's Place and First Avenue in Manhattan. Hmm. He was taken into custody without incident and has been transported to an NYPD facility. He will be charged with committing yesterday's appalling crime in Brooklyn. I want to commend all of the investigators and analysts who took part in this all-hands-on-deck investigation. Literally, hundreds of NYPD detectives worked doggedly during the last 30 hours to bring this together. They did so in tandem with a vast number of our law enforcement partners, including those from the FBI-NYPD Joint Terrorism Task Force, the ATF-NYPD Crime Gun Intelligence Center, and the regional task force led by the United States Marshal Service. We hope this arrest brings some solace to the victims and the people of the city of New York. We used every resource at our disposal to gather and process significant evidence that directly links Mr. James to the shooting. We were able to shrink his world quickly. There was nowhere left for him to run. Yes, that's because during the commission of the subway shootings, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Frank James dropped his wallet. This reminds me of that scene in uh, True Romance with Blue Lou Boyle, okay? <laughs> Your son, I don't even, I can't, can I say the word? Yeah, uh, your son, uh, you know, had the dead man's license in his hand. I mean, you know, this is great. So, so you had this guy, Frank James, who went on the subway wanting to kill people. And we know this because he had an enormous amount of social media, an enormous amount. He had Facebook, he had YouTubes, he had, uh, you know, uh, channels going over here, channels going over there. He was recording himself over and over again on the street, ranting at people, raving at people, being, you know, uh, hateful to people. And apparently he just got out of, huh, wait for it, rehab. But Frank dropped his wallet and his wallet contained his driver's license, his credit card over here, and the keys to his rented van. <laughs> and then he was literally captured by street patrol, ordinary cops walking in New York at St. Mark's Square and First Avenue. And they saw him and they thought, oh, that looks like him. Let's go talk to him. It was him and they arrested him. And that's the end of the story, except to show you who this guy is and how everybody now thinks that the solution to their problems, to their frustrations, to their dis grievances and their uh, you know disillusionment with what life was going to hold for them or do for them or have for them in store, uh, is to turn to the gun. This is the American way. And if turning to the gun made everybody really sane and happy and well-adjusted, if, you know, vigilanteism was the answer to all the dilemmas and problems and grievances and resentments and hateful, uh, you know, uh, treatment that you received at the hands of others, then Ukraine would be the happiest place on earth.
and it's not. But yes, he had a Facebook page that had images of guns and comments on current events. Guess what he was upset about, everybody? Guess what? Well, he was upset about, yes, gas prices, but he was also upset about Will Smith <laughs> and Jada. Yes, uh, he was upset about, um, you know, uh, guns and uh, racism and, uh, you know, the people that were treating him at the rehab. He said that they were homosexuals. He said that they made him worse. He went on this long 24-minute rant on his YouTube page about how they made him worse. And he was also upset about the new Supreme Court justice. He was very upset about Katanji Brown Jackson. Very, very upset. I had no idea with that African name that she would be married to a white man. One of my subscribers brought that to my attention. <laughs> yeah. Our black sister, Supreme Court Justice, power to the people, is married to a f***ing white man. She's I don't believe this shit. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait a minute. This, this is the motherfucker right there. We there he is right there. White man. Black sister. Kitanjate, whatever the name is. <laughs> Married to a white man. Yes, he seems well adjusted. Did he say subscriber? <laughs> he seems very, he seems okay. He seems fine. He seems like he should have many weapons. He seems like uh, he should have a gun. He seems, uh, you know, like he should be walking around with smoke grenades and, you know, two of which he detonated and three extended magazines and a Glock. And, uh, you know, uh, fireworks, hatchets. <laughs> he seems fine. I told you yesterday I knew that this, uh, this was going to turn out to be a guy who was uh, mentally uh, deprived or depraved or whatever you want to call it. And he is, uh, this, this, this is him on the street, okay? This is him on the street yelling at people about their race. Yeah, f you too. Hi. You see that shit all day, every day. You know, you see that shit all day, every day. White motherfucker gonna slam the door, like, you know, try to slam, slam it in my face. Yeah, f you and your white ass too, you white mother, racist motherfucker. They had to put that in it for good luck. I don't get, listen. Yeah, white racist motherfuckers, yeah, they do exist. They do fucking exist. <laughs> Look at me, motherfucker. And they hate your guts too. Slant eye fing piece of Oh. All that doing in Vietnam, they, they, they not your fing friend. They ain't your fing friend. You're something less than human to them. You better get that in your fing thick skull. Oh, I ain't not, I ain't not black. I this galaxy. Motherfucker. Stinking bitch. Oh, war. Not that. Hey, man. Great idea, I'll it, but that's the best idea fucking stinking could ever have. Let's kill each other. Let's Prove what to you, motherfucker, you shouldn't even exist. Prove what to you, you shouldn't even be the on earth. You're a crime against the nation, you're Spanish-speaking motherfucker. Oh. The, the, the Spanish fucked you and raped you into existence. What are you talking about? That goes to the fucking monkey-ass motherfucking nigga too talking that fucking shit. Build a nation, that's what a nation is. I'm talking about a nation, standalone nation, motherfucker. You a man, you a fucking failure. As a Stinking human being, what the fucking spicking wet back motherfucker? Got a pill on a white man for everything. White man didn't feed you, you starved to death. Fuck you. That fuck, I gotta prove what to you. Make you fucking drop dead. Welcome to New York. 
He was certainly all inclusive. I Very mean, he inclusive. Didn't miss anybody? No, nope. he's like the beaches of haters. I mean, really, he's all inclusive. He's, uh, you know, he he hit every single group of people in his mind that he groups together. He hit white people. He hit Vietnamese people. He hit women, Spanish. The only thing that was interesting to me was he wants to support Louis Farrakhan's Nation of Islam. And he believes that that's the solution to build your own nation. Oh my God! Wow! It's uh, you know, so these were the extended rants, uh, and uh, it's interesting that um, he says you know in one of the calmer videos, and uh, this one is very quick, that he's seen too much crap in his life, and yes, he wants to kill people. I've been through a lot of where I can say I wanted to kill people. Oh. I wonder why she would die right in front of my face immediately. <laughs> but I thought about the fact that, hey, man, I don't want to go to no prison. We well, need to see bye. more mass shootings. Yeah, you need does not know. We need to see more. There has to be more mass shootings. More. To make it understand, listen, you're going, you're going, you're going down. It's not, no, it's not about the shooter. Yeah, it is. Nope. <laughs> it's not about the shooter. It's about the environment in which he is, he has to exist. All righty then. Uh, he seems okay to me. <laughs> An all-inclusive hater with guns who dropped his wallet at the crime scene <laughs> and now yes he's going to prison bye-bye dickhead see you in attica case closed move along nothing to see here Randy Rhodes Air Force. Air, Air, Air Force. RandyRhodes.com. So we all know democracy does not look the way it ought to look. And a lot of us know that the reason is because of money in politics. I want to show you a new podcast. It's called Democracy Decoded. It's a podcast by the Campaign Legal Center. And it looks at government and it discusses innovative ways that could lead to a stronger, more transparent, accountable, more inclusive democracy. The host is Simone Leeper. And she speaks with experts from across the political spectrum and takes a deep dive into the forces fueling our election, not just in the nation's capital, but at all levels of government. Democracy Decoded will take you on a journey. It looks really into the nuts and bolts of the campaign finance system, and it looks at the effects of secret spending at both the federal and state level, explores where and how foreign governments are spending to attempt to influence American elections and our foreign policy. Listen, tune in, and learn more. Find it at democracydecoded.org or wherever you get your podcasts. The opposite of courage is not cowardice, it's conformity. And right there's the problem with the big money establishment that now controls the National Democratic Party. This group certainly wants Democrats to be the majority party, but for what purpose? Based on the policies they actually push, they seek progress without change only offering policy tweaks that conform to the existing corporate structure. Their idea of change is what near beer is to beer, only not so satisfying. Worse, when grassroots progressives put real FDR-style big-D democratic ideas on the national agenda, the dim hierarchy turns into a bunch of fraidy-cat Democrats, mewling that a living-wage law, health care for all, Breaking up monopoly power, child care, strengthening unions, and other fundamental changes are too extreme. Such boldness, they cry, will 
frighten voters. They are, of course, wrong and politically inept. For such direct benefit, we're on your side changes in today's corporate-run system are the Democrats' most popular proposals. Polls confirm that this is especially true among working-class voters in manufacturing towns where Democrats have been getting creamed. Surveys by a group called American Family Voices show that these people don't think the party is too socialist or too woke, but too meek, too corporate, and missing in action. After all, they've seen CEOs move their decent-paying jobs out. They've watched monopolies and Wall Street squeeze the lifeblood out of family farm opportunities. They've witnessed Amazon and Walmart eating Main Street alive. Where, they ask, is the Democratic Party that once stood for us? These people actually despise big corporations, love unions, and yearn for a party that'll join them in battling the bastards. This is Jim Hightower saying, the question they have for Democrats is basic. Do you just intend to hold office or use it?